Hey guys, I am glad that you're back to listen to episode 17 of Glory Every Day with my new friend, Dr. Hannah Muzzy. She is such a treat. And I think the thing that you will love so much about our conversation today is how Hannah feels called to her vocation, but also called to live as Christ. And so how we can marry those things like our our vocation, whether it's a secular calling or a calling to serve in the ministry, but how the gospel coincides with that and how we get to leverage our influences around us to have conversations for the gospel. And Hannah is doing that really well in ways that I think you guys will find encouraging. Enjoy our conversation. Hey, this is Glory Every Day, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Kayla Turner. Join me each week as I talk with a friend about how God is at work in our lives for His glory. I love to tell stories, laugh, and accidentally cry often. My hope is that hearing these conversations will encourage you with fresh eyes to see how God is at work in your own life for His glory. Because whether you are cleaning a bathroom, working at your computer, or having coffee with a friend, God can be glorified in all of it. So I am sitting here with my new friend. I've gotten to say that a lot, I feel like, lately on my episodes. My new friend, which I continue to say is something I love about it, but my new friend, Hannah Muzzy, I will introduce her as Dr. Hannah Muzzy. It's true. It's her title. Um, So Hannah is a pelvic floor therapist, and we met through a friend of mine that was seeing her, and... What my friend was like, hey, you need to talk to her. I think you guys just would really connect yeah. and enjoy each other. But I think she might be, you know, a good guest on your podcast. But also, I think you guys would enjoy each other. And that was true. <laughs> we true. went to coffee and I enjoyed you thoroughly. And so here yeah. we are sitting now. Um, tell us just a little bit about like the basics of you and who you are. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Hannah. I yes. hate it. <laughs> With a Hannah. lot of extra letters too. Yes. yes behind that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm a doctor of physical therapy and then board certified women's certified specialist. Mm-hmm. So WCS is what they call it. Okay. But really what that means is a pelvic certified specialist okay. and women's health, but okay. just the name doesn't really encompass it. So sure. a lot of people will ask if I only treat women, but actually right. our board exam is men's health women's health, pediatrics, mm-hmm. and then more niching, obviously, into women. Sure. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I am live in Kansas City with my husband, Clint, and we have a son, Eli, mm-hmm. who's nine and a half months. Aw. Yep. I work part-time for a private practice called Foundational Concepts. And so I work Tuesday, Thursdays right now. Oh, that's great. Because you were were full-time before, right? And then when you had Eli, you went part-time. So full-time, patient-facing, and now I just have two really full days of patients. And then home Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So fun. You were saying he's nine and a half months. I saw on your story, your reel this morning, about nine months in, nine months out. Yes. That was so sweet. Yep. Clint says I have to keep that T-shirt now forever and do that exact same picture. With with every kid. (laughs) Yes. There you go. Don't lose it. Uh, but it looked great both times. Yeah. It looked cute when you were in it pregnant and yes. stretching it. And then it looked great T-shirts. whenever you took it through the day. Yeah. They're perfect. <laughs> so great. So before we get into some of the things about work that I am really excited to talk about, will you tell us just about how you came to know the Lord? Yeah. So I was thinking about that. Um, I really can't remember a time in my life when I didn't have a relationship mm-hmm. with God. So I have my family to thank for that, just a Christian family, yeah. but especially my mom mm-hmm. um, really raised us in as kiddos, little looking for the God things and like the mm-hmm. mundane daily life yeah. stuff. And in particular, I remember um, fifth grade was when our church at home 
um, did baptism uh-huh. or believer's baptism, and you went through this whole retreat. Um, okay. And then you could decide, do I want to be baptized? So I know some of my friends who went through that, you know, they talk about, oh, it didn't really mean much to me. And later in life is when I really got my relationship with the Lord on my own. Um, but I just remember really being on fire as a fifth grader. Yeah. Um, and just being really involved in my church throughout mm-hmm. all of that. Um, my biggest memory is, um, you know, middle school is hard yes. for kids. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, having just a hard time with friendships and feeling left out mm-hmm. or fitting in. And my yeah. mom made a prayer box and every um, evening at the end of the day, you know, if I had any fears or worries or prayers or things that I was reflecting on, we'd write it down and put it in the prayer box. And then later on, a few weeks later, we'd open it back up and mm-hmm. read all the prayers I wrote down, and yeah. we'd just see God's faithfulness oh, wow. and yeah. how He's showing up for those prayers or things that maybe God's still working on. Yeah. And that really, as a kid, impacted sure. me in how like I think about, yeah, just God's faithfulness through mm-hmm. the ups and downs. So I would say, yeah, my whole life mm-hmm. has been impacted by, especially my mom. She's now a minister of mm-hmm. our church mm-hmm. at home, and she was a worship leader. So, um, yes. Yeah. Do you feel like there was a time in your life, so so you were explaining that you've kind of always known mm-hmm. the Lord and that's been present. Um, do you feel like there were times when things started to really take deep roots, like maybe even outside of the house, like where it was yes. like, oh, this is my own faith. That's not just part of me and this family yes. anymore. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, definitely moving to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I hate, I don't want to use the term spoon fed, but our rhythms, my rhythms when yeah. I lived in Columbia were mm-hmm. constantly youth group, small group, church, all the things. So mm-hmm. there was always this like thread that was giving me high doses of right. my faith weekly. But then moving to Kansas City, all of that was stripped away. We yeah. didn't have a church home. We didn't have a small group. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a ton of my believing friends mm-hmm. in KC. So we... I really realized that I was kind of in a season of drought mm-hmm. and kind of felt for the first time what life felt like without a constant outpouring yeah. Yeah. of, um, yeah, just growing um, in my relationship with the Lord. So we really, Clint, we, at the time we were dating, so we really prioritized finding a church, mm-hmm. which that in itself was crazy because yeah. I'd gone to the same church my entire life. Um, and so then you're quote unquote church shopping, which I hate because I feel like we try to find the perfect church for yeah. us, mm-hmm. but really what, where's God calling us yeah. and the things that maybe we're, um, having a hard time with or, uh, really wrestling with in a church. It's like, okay, is that something that is a red flag? Like I need to leave or is that something where God is yeah. saying, Hey, I have work to do here and I have something in your heart that I need to work on and teach you. And so just Mm -hmm. because this makes you uncomfortable, isn't necessarily reason to keep shopping. Sure. So we landed at the church we're at now and we've been there for about five years and, you know, it started with just going to church every Sunday and I still felt in a huge drought. Just, I'm a musician and normally led worship. And so that's a really deep place where I meet God is mm-hmm. through um, singing and music type worship. So yeah. um, I now I'm part of their praise team. Uh-huh. So that was great um, just to find community in that, as well as um, we got into a community group and a small group that meets weekly. Yeah. Um, and that has been really great for fostering our 
um, my relationship with God now as an yeah. adult and kind of separate from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've something, I joke that it really works a muscle that I don't normally, or I'm not used to working, but really yeah. digging deep into scripture and not just reading it to get your daily Bible reading plan done, right. but to read it for like the context of mm-hmm. who is this written for? When was it written? What is the message that God is trying to reveal over mm-hmm. and over and different like themes and things like yeah. that? Like I do not strip apart my Bible like I would a textbook for physical therapy. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I could spend more time doing that and working on that. And that is way harder to me in my brain than mm-hmm. um, a physical therapy yeah, textbook. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so all that to say, I feel like the Lord has really used this season of five years to really develop who my own personal um, faith and then yeah. also what that looks like as a family mm-hmm. with my husband and our community. So yeah. that's been really cool Yeah, to make it our great. own. Yeah. I really like when you were talking about church shopping and yeah. like... And and it's not a like you moved right like so totally. you were in a seat and like and so I think people move I think there are you know there are yes. reasons that people look for new churches yes. that you know I'm coming from a pastor's wife like a, a church staff member where our church functions with um, covenant membership which is ideally you know it, it's a covenant so it's not like oh I'm just going to go shop somewhere else you know and so there's a lot of I don't, I mean, there's a lot of emotion there for yes. me, right? Like just in my position at church and just people coming yep. and going and like, I mean, the Lord has done such a work and like, I know, I know that there are times when the Lord calls people other yes. places, but the point of all of that, that like, I appreciate and celebrate yep. hearing you say like as a bot, a member of the body of Christ, like not, not staff, not, you know, in any kind of like really specific leadership role, but you have an understanding that the church is not perfect, yes. you know? And I think <laughs> it's, so like, it's one thing I think to get involved in a church, like you're, and then like later on feel like, oh, there are some things going on here. What do I, what do I do about that? Yeah. But I think especially at the beginning, like it can be really hard not mm-hmm. to look like be idealistic and look for this perfect church. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have all those things um, because one, because we're people and it's not right. perfect, right? It won't be, but right. just that, that you have to decide what the deal breakers are and then yep. be a champion maybe for the other things that you feel like are important if, yes. if that's going to be embraced, you and know, in that culture. Yeah. And it's funny because before moving here, I didn't really even know what the deal breakers were just oh, because yeah. I'd gone to the same church. So that was a whole new thing of doctrine and mm-hmm. first tier, second tier, third tier like yeah. issues. I just didn't even, I was, wasn't even aware mm-hmm. of that really. Um, so yeah, it's just been very cool. And we, our church does covenant membership as well. Yeah. And that was something too, that was interesting was we couldn't, we wanted to become members right away. Like mm-hmm. once we decided, okay, yeah. we feel like God's asking us to plant here. God's working mm-hmm. here. We're mm-hmm. not, we, yeah, we're here. How do we become members? Right. You know? And then we were met with, well, actually we wa- want you to do this five class series mm-hmm. or five week series. And then from there you get plugged into a community group. And then once you've been doing community group for a year, then mm-hmm. we have actually the pastors or elders come and meet with you and get mm-hmm. to know you and hear your story. And then you become a member. Yeah, wow. And we were like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a process. You know, our church from home, it's very, um, this is, yeah, 
not bad, not good, you know, whatever. But if you're at church and you want to become a member, you can just step forward and become a member that day. So immediately you feel drawn in and part of the group, Mm -hmm. which is so great and beautiful. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the church that we go to is pretty big. And if we Mm -hmm. did that every Sunday, it would be a mess to like try to connect with everyone on like a membership level. Mm -hmm. So I can see why the Mm -hmm. covenant membership was different to us. Sure. Well, and it's also like this, it's not just this like, weeding out process of people, right? But right. it's like a, hey, you're co- you are covenanting, but we're also covenanting with you. And that's why it's important because yes. when you covenant with us, you can expect these things from us. Yeah. And so if you're going to give and serve, we are going to like give and serve alongside you. And yes. then we get to shepherd you and we get to care for you and all these yeah. things. And so like it, it provides some parameters yes. around like the agreements of, of the relationship of and how you function yeah. in those spaces. So it's well beautiful. Um, I love yes. that rabbit trail that I hadn't planned on. So thanks for saying those things about church. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to shift now and I want to talk about work for you. And this is, you know, the conversation that I'm excited about because I think, not think, I believe that we are all called in whatever spaces, whether it's our workplace or just the other places of influence we Mm -hmm. have, wherever we are, right? Like we get to leverage those things for the gospel. And Mm -hmm. so we build relationships, we invest and we're intentional with the people that we're around. And so this was why my friend wanted me to talk to you yes. because she thinks you do this really well. And just that, um, in an environment that you are, you're serving people, you know, you're helping mm-hmm. them medically, you're teaching them, but like you also get to like leverage that time mm-hmm. with them and those conversations. And I think really specific to like the, the nature of the, of the kind of therapy that you're providing and the things that can sometimes come alongside all that. So I have given a huge umbrella and now I'm going to like try and narrow it back down and say, tell us a little bit more about pelvic floor therapy and maybe even how you got into it. Cause you started with physical therapy and then went there. Yes. Um, so in school, Mm -hmm. So a little tangent, my sister is six years older, Mm -hmm. my best friend, and she's a pelvic floor physical therapist as well. Mm -hmm. So when I was going into physical therapy school, the joke was, I am not doing that. (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) You know, I am following in your footsteps. I'm going to physical therapy school, you know, just trying to be like you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's your thing. I am not doing that. I will do sports orthopedics or pediatrics or something, but not pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. Um. Physical therapy school, we do clinicals, so those are like eight to ten weeks in length. I had a sports orthopedic clinical rotation Mm -hmm. set up, and about, I can't remember the exact timeline, but about a week or two before it started, Mm -hmm. my clinical instructor, so the physical therapist I'd be working with, sent me an email and said, Hannah, I just got certified in women's health, pelvic health, and there's such a need. My caseload has boomed, and it's 90% all pelvic, so your (laughs) clinical for ten weeks will be pelvic health. If you need to switch instructors, let me know. Mm -hmm. And I just laughed. I was like, God, you're so funny. (laughs) You know, you have a path for me or you are for whatever reason. It was clear, yeah. You're going to drag me into this. (laughs) Okay, fine. So the cool thing is my clinical instructor as well is a believer. Okay. And so I just immediately. Did you you know that going into it or just as you were working with her found that out? Yeah. As I was working with her found out. So how cool to just get to step alongside this physical therapist who is a believer, Uh who has a heart for public floor PT, which for those who don't, haven't done physical therapy or don't know, um, kind of the vibe, but if you're doing general outpatient PT, you're going to walk into kind of a gym like setting your physical therapist, depending on 
where you go may work mm-hmm. one-on-one or may see a few patients at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they may have a few total knee replacement patients they're working with at the same time. Right. Or rehabbing a 12-year-old in one corner and then doing balance training in the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but pelvic health, obviously you can't do that. Sure. So it's one-on-one, much more intentional. In my, my opinion, you can really work directly with one patient, mm-hmm. really look them in the eyes, yeah. have long conversations because you have that whole chunk of time yeah. just with them. So that was really cool as a student experiencing that. Yeah. And once I experienced that, I didn't go back. Yeah. I was like, this is what I'm doing. Wow. Um, so right out of school, I started working for a company in Kansas City that was outpatient orthopedic. See everything from the toes to the top of your head, your mm-hmm. any body part we work yeah. at. Um, but mm-hmm. I also did pelvic floor for them, about 40% of my caseload. Okay. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then from there after about, gosh, three years, uh-huh. I told you earlier, I'm bad at timelines, but <laughs> in general, on you average, you didn't say 12. So that's good. About, she, yeah. she said she always overshoots time. Yes, frames. <laughs> I do. But about three years of doing the smorgasbord of, I see everything right. in a day. Um, I decided to go straight into pelvic health specialty. Okay. Um, so instead of kind of running around a gym, and then going into a one-on-one treatment room and then coming back and running around a gym, I now mm-hmm. just treat one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that there was in kind of an incident, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. or like, you know, you had had a relationship with this patient, yes. been able to talk with them about a lot of things and, yes. and faith, but then there was some kind of fallout yeah. later. Can you totally. talk about that a little bit? Yes. Okay. So in general, in working in a big gym where there's a other therapist treating other patients, there's a lot of people kind of playing back and forth in different conversations. I had been, you know, told ideally try to stay away from religion and politics, things that can be divisive. We sure. just don't from need. the company. Like that was yes. the policy. Like yeah. We okay. don't need patients going to head to head in the gym right. and coming for therapy all sure. of a sudden disagreeing on these things. Yeah. So I already kind of felt like I needed to be censored mm-hmm. with that. But then, like you said, if I had patients who, you know, I'm stretching their knee, mm-hmm. we're in the corner, it's just us two talking, and let's say they're having like an emotional kind of processing of what they're going through with me. Um and they'll say things like, hey, I'm having a really hard time with this recovery. Can you be praying for me about that? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. Okay, then is it okay if I ask this? Can you pray for me about this? Mm-hmm. Of course I can pray for you about yeah. that. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily sit there and be like, okay, Heavenly Father, we pray over it. Like this right. patient right there in the moment. Yeah. But I definitely would pray for them, yeah. you know, in my mind in that mm-hmm. moment or later, but tell mm-hmm. them, yes, I will do that. Yeah. Um, but in particular, the story you're thinking of was we do a lot of workman's comp, mm-hmm. which gets a little dicey because you just hope that everybody, if they're in workman's comp, they're being honest, yeah. they're doing it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. they're actually healing from an injury sure. and not ulterior motive. So yeah. that's where I'll leave that. But this patient in particular would, every session... Hannah, Hannah, please, will you be praying about this situation? Yes, of course. You know, and I'm going home telling Clint, like, ah, I've got this patient that we're really driving about this and um, he's getting better and yada, yada. And at one point, um, things got sketchy. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that sure. way regarding um, compliance and coming to therapy, compliance and going to work, that yeah. kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And he ended up calling 
our clinic and yelling at our front desk saying that we are Bible pushers, we were forcing prayer on him, making him feel very uncomfortable. Oh my goodness. This whole thing. And mind you, I never once prayed for him out loud. I just agreed. Mm -hmm. He said, will you pray for me? Yes, I will. Of course I will. Yeah. That's it. End of conversation. Yeah. But then it got used against me later. And, you know, that was an example that they used of like, this is why we avoid these conversations. And my reply was, yes, I know. I try to avoid those conversations. But when they look me dead in the eyes, ask if I'm a Christian, ask if I can pray for them, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. So it's just a shame that that's kind of how that got Mm -hmm. um, twisted. Yeah. Um, But with that being said, public health, Mm -hmm. we're one-on-one. Yeah. We're not in a gym situation. Um, I'm not doing workman's comp um, in my current situation. So everybody that's coming to physical therapy is coming on their own accord by their own choice, not because an employer is telling them they have to do a certain amount of weeks before they can come back to work. Mm -hmm. Um, So if faith gets brought up or let's say I'm wearing my cross necklace that day Mm -hmm. and then someone says, hey, I noticed you're wearing a cross. I mean, that's happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a cheesy example, but it's happened. Are you a Christian? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. Oh, great. So we can relate in this way. Can I talk to you about what I'm going through? Yes, Yes, you can talk to me about what you're going through. Mm -hmm. So we just immediately get to a deeper level of relationship and healing um, by knowing that we have that similar value. Yeah. And specifically in that Mm -hmm. context, like that, that is, that can be a challenging area, right? Like I think you kind of mentioned because uh, not all the time, but oftentimes like there's, there's like trauma involved or there's like some triggering and different things. Mm -hmm. And so like, it can be an emotional thing. It's not just, Hey, I'm, I'm doing leg lifts right now, you know, or something like it's a little bit more of an intimate, is that a fair word? Like process. Um, and so kind of walk us through then like how that becomes ministry then, like, especially when someone opens the door and is like, Hey, this is hard. You know, like what are, how are you able to speak into that versus just here are your exercises? (laughs) Yeah. So there's, you know, it's, it's totally different for every patient and kind of the direction we go there. But a lot of times if I have a patient come in and let's say it's for, um, pelvic pain, Mm -hmm. um, they're just experiencing pelvic pain and however that manifests their daily activities, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just intimacy Mm -hmm. or maybe it's stemmed after birth trauma, Uh things like that. There's a lot of layers there. Um, guilt, shame, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Insecurity of changing bodies from Mm -hmm. prenatal to postpartum. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, as I start to do my assessment mm-hmm. as a physical therapist, you know, I'm looking at musculoskeletal system, nervous system, what's going on there. Sometimes I can really realize, okay, yeah, there may be a muscular component here, but actually a lot of what I'm assessing that what's causing your pain is more so guarding of muscles mm. or kind of like your body's protective mechanisms. Yeah. And so why is that? Is mm-hmm. there trauma involved? Um, the guilt and shame that I talked yeah. about. So if we're not addressing that, right. we can only heal so much right. or tap into that healing yeah. journey. So, um, you know, obviously I have to build a good patient rapport and like yeah. know that they can trust me and digging with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a counselor, yeah. right? So yeah. we work with some awesome counselors. So I Oh, good. Okay. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. If I can kind of go there a little bit, mm-hmm. I'll give them their card and say, hey, yeah. I feel like you're going to get the most benefit from this therapy if we're co-treating, yeah, you know, if you're working with, if they don't already have a therapist. Um, 
but someone who can kind of walk through that mm-hmm. with them. But just to kind of open up their eyes to this isn't just your body, like right. your physical body mm-hmm. and why we're experiencing this pain, but there's really a lot under there that we need to talk about. Yeah. So I know you said you're not a counselor, yes. um, but I'm curious because of like the assessment that you were talking about, mm-hmm. like to be able to tell kind of where everything is coming from. Do you, it, are there any classes you take in the course of like, I mean, I'm sure there's like a bedside manner kind of thing, but like, is there anything like in your, oh, like yeah. that prepares you for those kinds of things? Totally. Okay. Yeah. So it's blended into all of our sure. coursework and for pelvic health in general. So yeah. The doctorate program we go through really only gives you a day of oh. pelvic health yes. education. Wow. Okay. So to be a pelvic floor therapist, you have to do extra education on top of that, uh-huh. which is then why I did the board certification to show like, right. hey, I've done all this extra. Dr. Hannah Muzzy, QRXLWB. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but that's huge about just pain science, um, mm-hmm. just the connection of when we have an upregulated nervous system because of fear or shame or that kind of thing that it increases our or decreases our threshold to be able to tolerate pain or Mm -hmm. even just how if we think about something that's traumatic, Mm -hmm. our body can have a visceral response. Absolutely. So we've been given training about grounding and helping our patients like stay present and not disassociate Mm -hmm. if that's happening. Um, And then talking about what that looks like and then teaching our patients tangible ways to help themselves Mm -hmm. stay grounded. But what's Beautiful in my patients who have who have pulled me into um, like I'm a Christian. Are you a Christian? Can we talk about this stuff in mm-hmm. like the way that um, God is working in my story yeah. and connecting me to you? Like a lot of times, my patients will be like, "I did not want to do public floor therapy. My doctor told me I needed to do this like th- three years ago, but then somehow, one way or another, they either stumbled upon my Instagram or mm-hmm. they had a friend of a friend who did it, and then yeah. that friend told them, and then mm-hmm. somehow they got connected with me, or they had a public floor physical therapist, but their personalities didn't jive. Like, sure. you know, you got it just like in counseling, you got to yeah. find someone that you can trust and jive with, right. and we all have different personalities and different strengths, so mm-hmm. that's fine, but... One way or another, they get connected. Mm -hmm. We have a good relationship. And then they're just like, wow, God is really working here. And I was gritting my teeth about coming. And now I'm really grateful I'm here. And just immediately that wall can come down. Mm -hmm. And then that healing process can begin. So that's just been a cool thing to witness. Yeah. What would you say to the person in their workplace that maybe has similar, Mm. um, policies. And even if there's not policies, maybe just fears overall, you know, like, Hey, you can't talk about this or you, you know, shouldn't like, what is your encouragement to that person at work? And whether it's fear of like getting in trouble at work or, you know, just, Hey, I might say the wrong thing and this could come back to get me like, even in friendship, like that could be the case, you know? Right. My gosh, my mom just said a quote earlier today, and I wish I could quote it perfectly, but it was something along the lines of you, your life may be the gospel, the mm-hmm. only gospel that someone experiences mm-hmm. or because they may not read the gospel or hear the gospel, mm-hmm. right? But the way that you're living your life mm-hmm. for the Lord, mm-hmm. just in your actions, the way yeah. you communicate, the way that if there's disagreements or, you know, headbutting between employees yeah. or like staff indifferences, sure. the way that you decide to like present yourself yeah. and communicate and meet people with 
love and yeah. patience and mm-hmm. making it sound like it's all rainbows and puppies, right? Like it's hard, but yeah. um, that even just the way that you carry yourself in the workplace yeah. can be for sure sharing the gospel, even without you directly being like, hey, do you know Jesus? Right. <laughs> but then it opens the door, right? Yeah. Because then People notice. you're approachable. Mm-hmm. And people notice and they'll ask you. So that's happened before yeah. Christians or Christians. Patients will be like, um, or just assume that I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm, and then bring it up later. Like, oh, I knew that without right, you having right. to tell me. It's yeah. like, okay, well that was easy. Sure. No, we're, we're connected in that way. But, um, gosh, but it's hard. Yeah. So, and sometimes I probably toe the line with, mm-hmm. you know, um, bringing it back to faith too much right. to where oh. people probably eye roll like, up oh, there she goes again. Surely not. I don't believe it's too much. I <laughs> <But> don't. <laughs> what's the worst thing that could happen? Right. right? I like, think that's a really great question. Like, I mean, I, I think like if, if that's the fear, like what is the worst thing? Like you get, I mean, it's the worst case scenario, you lose your job, right? Right. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So like that work comp situation yeah. totally could have turned into yeah, I get in trouble or like, I remember coming home to Clint that night being like, are you kidding me? Like Mm -hmm. this could totally be used against me. Maybe this case, this work comp case goes to court and then they ask me to come Mm -hmm. in there and talk about stuff. But worst case scenario, I have to tell them that my patient asked me to pray for them and I said yes. Right. And then if I lose my job because of that. Right. God's working there. And I'm not meant to be working there. You know, God's working in that story. So, um... Yeah, just whenever those fears start to bubble up, I remind myself too, like that's totally the devil. Yeah, no, <laughs> trying and, to make us insecure in the yeah. way that we're living our life. Right. No, those are really good reminders, yeah. and I love the way that you like hatched hashed that out because I feel like that's just so helpful when we could be like, okay, Ugh. what it, what's really happening? What am I afraid of? What's the worst thing? And like, and you're right, like worst case, like God's still at work and He's taking yep. care of that, and like you have this story now that points to Him and all yes. of it. Um, yep. So when it's funny because I feel like when I was a kid, you would hear things like at church all the time taught, like people will just know you're different and the way that you do things and whatever. And like that felt so abstract. And then like, I feel like it wasn't super tangible to me until later in life because, and and looking back, the, the same things apply <laughs> as they did then. But like, it's not just like, oh, you wear a Christian t-shirt or, right. oh, I just look at the way I drive my car. You know, like it's not those things. No. It's it's like, it's what you were saying about your interactions. It's like, hey, are you involved in the office gossip? Are you mm-hmm. talking about your wild, crazy, ridiculous weekend or like, you, you know, I think it's like you, the people see the way you live your life. And so like we can, and, and you can do that in a way that is like haughty and stuck up. That's like, Oh, I don't do those things. Or right. you can just be like, Hey, this is me. Like, do you want to hang out with me? You know, like you can be really inviting yeah. and not judgmental in those spaces yep. too. Um, and so I just, I think it's funny because I was thinking about that when you were talking about the way you can just be different and people recognize it. And right. I, I think it's funny when I think about just even in high school, like if I, if I did this thing, like it felt really crazy to be that bold and whatever, but it's also like, I don't know that that was even that beneficial for the gospel, you know, right. like <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yes. If I can just be real and like be relational exactly. people, that is what people see the and things I, that you're a part of yeah. and not. And if I come into work all, like I said earlier, like puppies and rainbows, life is good and not like vulnerable mm-hmm. with my coworker. Like that's not helpful. Right. But if we can just be honest about where we're at in life, yeah. like, and just get those deeper relationships faster. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I've, 
worked in environments where work relationships have been very superficial. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know much about each other's like family life or how we can support each other in that way. But Mm -hmm. when you really try to connect with your employees or your coworkers, right? It just gets, it's much more fruitful and it makes the workplace more enjoyable. Yeah, so for sure. And you also really love what you do. So that helps. Yes, and I'm thinking (laughs) right now too, it's easy for me to say because right now my new job my the owners of our company mm-hmm. are believers. Yeah, they're also moms. Yeah, so they get it. They're just approachable. Mm-hmm. My coworkers are believers. Yeah, and you know, it's I haven't had a work environment where it's been really that. Yeah, that easy, right? Sure. Like, I'm, again, it's easy to have those type of conversations because yeah, it's supported and like it's part yes. of the environment and the culture there. Yeah. Anyway, so, so you also have an Instagram account. Yes, and so like this is something. That was intriguing to me that you mm-hmm. said, um, and it kind of relates back to what we were talking about with um, people engaging in you, engaging you in conversation and therapy, whether or not they're believers. And so, like, you have your Instagram account that you use for like public floor therapy yes. things. Um, you can say that better in a second. However, <laughs> no, <laughs> for that's, the you things, nailed it. for the things, yes. Um, but and one of the things you said to me that day that. I loved that you said, well, I, they can follow me because like you, you provide oh, tips, right? And you do things yes. and you're like, and it's also sometimes like faith, there's a lot of faith-based, yes. you know, content. And so at that point, like they can choose to follow me or not follow me. Right. Like I'm not getting fired. That's my own thing that they chose to. And so yes. like, but you, again, like that's something you can leverage and you can invite anybody to follow that and they can yep. get the pelvic floor, you know, advice or education, tips. right? Yes. Education things. Tips, um, things. Still making fun of myself. Yes. No. But yeah. And so I think like you are also using another space to like leverage both of those mm-hmm. things, like using the tools and gifts that the Lord has given you, yep. but it's also a way to like point people back to Jesus. Yes. And I'll try not to go down a rabbit hole about that either, but that was a total God thing okay. as well. Um, so that was when I was working for my old employer uh-huh. when I was doing all outpatient orthopedics, only about 30 or 40% pelvic health mm-hmm. and the pandemic had started uh-huh. and I was just feeling in a drought of like, I really want to do pelvic health. I really have a fire about educating Mm -hmm. people about this. Mm -hmm. And so many people don't know about it. And I'm from Columbia, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of friends in Columbia who were having babies and like going through these things. And I was realizing they don't even know that I'm a pelvic floor physical therapist. They just think I'm a PT. So they don't even know that they have a friend who could like help walk through this with them. And then also I can't just be texting everybody medical advice. So what's something I could do that could give back to the community and be like a free educational resource, not medical advice. Right. I feel like that's always our like censor. Like don't come to my page looking for specific medical advice. Please don't sue me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also for Lent that season, you know, we're not Catholic, but we right, do. Right, right. I like practicing sure, we do fasting. Too. Yes, yes. Um, and I'd given up social media, and mm-hmm. I feel like after 40 days of a social media cleanse, I'm like, ah, I'm done with it. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. It's so toxic. It's just a highlight reel. People just share things to show how great life is, and I was just over it. Yeah. Um, and so then I just, I remember it was 5 a.m. one morning, I just woke up and was like, I'm going to do a pelvic health Instagram because at least my posts on there can be helpful mm-hmm. and hopefully not hurtful yeah. and not this highlight reel, but just educational and something fun and mm-hmm. a creative outlet. I'm yeah. an Enneagram type two helper type personality and I'm totally like a creative brain person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
yeah, I just started creating it and posted it. And then, it, I mean, it's not like I'm famous. I'm not. But Dr. Lot, Hannah Muzzy. Right. It's Muzzy's Muscles. Yes. Um, we'll post that on yeah. the, on the um, show notes. But I just had a lot of friends who started following and giving a lot of encouragement about it. And then they started sharing with their friends yeah. and then their friends to their friends. So a lot of the people who come to that account, I actually do. They're not just like random people in the Instagram sure. world. Anyway, so that was fun to, like, realize that that was a service. Then from there, I'm talking to my husband. Wow, this is such a great opportunity to share the good news. Yeah. Right. Like, I have this audience of people who are coming to look at my content, and how can I make sure that what I'm doing doesn't go down this pocket of Instagram that becomes, mm. I want to be an influencer. Right. Okay, the, even my tone of voice just was judgy about that. Oh. You know what I mean? It's not bad <laughs> sure. to no, be an no, influencer. Yeah, and oh my gosh, influencers, thank you for all of the um, mom hacks and things that I have now <laughs> um, that you spammed me with. But just <laughs> gut checking myself. Sure. Like, why am I doing this? Am yeah. I doing this because I just got a lot of likes and now that feels good? Right, right, right. Or am I doing this because I truly feel like this is something people should know about right. and I'm just trying to share that information yeah. and then I swipe out of Instagram and I'm done with it for yeah. the day, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's a constant ego sure. back and forth. It is messy. It's hard. It is. Yeah. It's totally is. So I was just talking to Clint, like, if I, I need to make sure that everything that I'm posting and sharing is a reflection of who God has called me mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. and that... It's not um, the opposite, right? Yeah. Or going to cause people to drift or be distracted from yeah. God. So I try in my posts to always point back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, especially in the pelvic health community and just social media world, it's easy to get canceled or yeah. like, oh, well, that's not, you shouldn't say things like that. Or that's not what I believe. So you shouldn't be posting that stuff. It's like, okay, well just don't follow my platform. Right. There's a ton of pelvic health therapists out there Mm -hmm. that, um, aren't going to share things about God or like, um, make little plugs. Like look at how miraculous our bodies are and like the way that God knits this baby in our Mm -hmm. womb, you know, like terminology like that, that might off put someone, Mm -hmm. they can go follow other pelvic floor therapists and that's okay. Sure. And that's the beauty about free Instagram world is you can find someone that aligns with you easily. But for me, people who follow me know that I'm a Christian Mm -hmm. physical therapist. Yeah. And so I'm going to talk like it. Yeah. And that's been really um, freeing. Sure. That sounds (laughs) really good. And I love like just the, the health in Mm -hmm. your, in the, like, so I did not hear judginess at all. Okay. But I laughed afterwards, though, because I know, like, I, I know what you're saying. Like, yes. I, I say, I've said things before, and then it's like, oh, I heard it, heard it, saw it, all the things, right. the way I just acted. So I didn't see you saying it any way like that. But in the way that I, what I did see, though, for those of you that are not here, which is none of you, it's just me, um, <laughs> the, the what I did see was like, was like just real, real purity in Mm. your heart. And just the way that like, that is your desire Mm -hmm. to glorify God, that it Mm -hmm. is not about like building up all the followers for the sake of having numbers. And so like, I believe you, like, I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that that's your heart. And that is a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. Thank you. So it's been a process. Sure. I do a lot of, um, breaks from social media, but Mm -hmm. it's the one thing too, that I say, like, my Instagram is not my business. Yeah. I don't have my own private practice. Mm-hmm. I work for someone. So yeah. it's not like what I'm posting generates income for me sure. at all. So yeah. I'm able to do that. I do really um, feel for my friends who their Instagram generates their income. Sure. Right. Because then I think that tug of war is extra hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So that does. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add or say? Mm. 
Mm-mm. No? Okay. Then I'm going to ask you my last question. Okay. So God is glorified in our laughter. He's glorified in our sadness and all the things mm. because, you know, he made us emotional beings and he made the world, right? So everything points back to him and glorifies him. That being said, <laughs> because I love laughing and he is glorified in our laughter. What has made you laugh really hard recently? Oh. She's well, already laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the verse... The- First thing that's coming to mind is how impossible it was to meet up. We had to work hard. To do this, you guys. <laughs> so I'm a new mom. So not only just like navigating what it looks like to take my kid to a friend who is going to watch him so graciously with her other baby. And then I drive 30 minutes out here to time it. Like we have had to like pick a day, pick a time frame, coordinate with someone else. And then my son comes down with a full body roseola rash <laughs> and a fever. And I'm like... I can't bring that to your house, right? <laughs> so we cancel, we reschedule. And then, of course, the day before second rescheduling, my son gets double pink eyes. <laughs> so I'm telling Kayla, I was like, the Lord has something really yes. good planned for this podcast. Yes. And so the devil's like, we are not going to get them to meet. <laughs> so that one made me laugh so uh, truly, like s- sad cry tear laughs. <laughs> Like, I now have some with pink eye and we can't do this. But then today we woke up this morning and totally healthy. And the we're and I got so a text good. when I woke up from Hannah and it was like, what, what's it going to say? Is it's it going to say, hey, we're on? Are we not on? We got something. We're coming. <laughs> Yay. Um, but that aside, yeah, probably the thing that has me belly laughing like the most is just my son yeah. in general. Like so he's sweet. just so full of joy and yeah. that's a cheesy response, but um, it's true. It's a good one. No, <laughs> it's really sweet. I'm glad. I'm glad that he brings you. So yeah. much joy and that you love that role. And yeah. I, I'm really thankful just for your life. Like, I'm thankful for you for your life and the flexibility uh, and like how yes. you get to work and do the that things that you love. It. And then you get to be home with him still yeah. and, and balance those things. And I, I do think so I hard think to come by. Balance so is a lie. But I think like you have struck a really good rhythm. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't take it for granted. I um, know what it's like to have a job where it's not super flexible and to work really late hours and commute. Mm -hmm. And I did that and I only did that for three years, you know, and then now I'm working part-time. So it is such a gift. Um, yeah, yeah, the balance that we're able to have right now. So I'm grateful for sure. Well, thanks for, thanks for making the arrangements over and over again and getting here. I'm so appreciative. Hey, thanks for listening today. I am praying that the Lord uses this conversation as well as all the conversations that we have on Glory Every Day to be a piece of the greater work that he is doing in your in your heart to accomplish his good and his glory in your own life. So thanks for listening and I'll see you back here in two weeks.